As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. calls this oh, week no. but we do Xena's <laughs> oh. <laughs> really upset that we don't have a call this week <laughs> okay no that was why I thought my wi-fi left <laughs> <laughs> the timing was great yeah now that everybody knows how Xena feels about us not having calls <laughs> and uh, I guess wi-fi this is on you listeners but the first email is from Joe McDonald I have a 13-year-old daughter that likes to watch horror movies with me. Recently, we watched Ready or Not and the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. My wife isn't too happy that she watches gory horror. I always check for nudity, which is usually my only no-go. But I throw in funny ones, too, like Tucker and Dale and Shaun of the Dead. I grew up on horror and love to share my passion for movies. Do you have any recommendations for some hidden gems I can share with my teenager? Well, you are talking to an interesting crowd considering some of the movies that Megan and Xena have said <laughs> that they watched as very, very young, we'll just say children. Yes. Now, with your bar very different from possibly Joe's and or the rest of the listening audience, let's go ahead and start with Xena to say, do you have any recommendations for a 13-year-old girl with one parent who's pro-horror movie, gory horror movies, one against. I do. I have a lot. And I took in consideration, you know, obviously with the mother and her feelings, because we don't want it to be like something horrible and then she's turned off forever. And then, you know, doomed. So instead, I do have like a, a list, but I'll give you like my top three that I think will be great. So uh, this is a movie called Dance of the Dead from 2008. Mm. It's a horror comedy. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is bloody, but it, it's a lot of fun. Then also just something that I feel like is super, like it creeped me out. And I think I recommended it to you a couple of months ago, John Piwacket. Oh yeah. Piwacket's yeah. a good choice. I think that, yeah. that that would be great. And then, um, keeping it still kind of modern, I think scary stories to tell in the dark is a perfect one. So see, I didn't say anything like cannibal Holocaust, you know, okay. <laughs> That's stuff you watch when you're 14. <laughs> exactly. How about you, Megan? 
Uh, based on what he's already shown his daughter and uh, the 13, I, I kept it PG-13 so mom would approve, but still, you know, for the harder edge. Uh, Drag Me to Hell is PG-13. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I always forget that that's PG-13. Yeah, it's PG-13. Uh, so is The Ring. That is PG-13. Oh, yeah. I feel like that would uh, kind of appease both sides. Um, and then uh, Happy Death Day is also PG-13. Mm-hmm. So I feel one. like nice. those are pretty solid, kind of more advanced, but still age-appropriate. What was the one you recommended to me quite a while ago it, starring Calista Flockhart? Fragile. Fragile. That's a good one. And I think that's available That's available on some service. I, re, I, just, I literally just scanned by it. Like yeah. from the last couple of days, I think it's on Tubi. Um, but yeah, Fragile is a good one. I mean, I don't really have much to add beyond like I I tend to like staying in the horror comedy vein. I always think that that's just a really great gateway, anyway. So, I mean, even though it's rated R, I would say something like Evil Dead Two. Like that's kind of calling it rated R eh, it is what it is. <laughs> um, Army of Darkness. Uh, more meta stuff. Uh, um, Cabin in the Woods. Although, does Cabin in the Woods have nudity? Uh, I don't yes. think so. it has some sexuality, but I don't remember if they go full on. Nude. I thought it did. I, I, I there's like a sex remember. scene in the woods, but I can't remember. Yeah, I couldn't remember if she took her top off for that. Well, worth checking out, and if nothing else, just watching it again just to see. <laughs> Watch it in advance of showing the daughter first. Exactly. Uh, the Rise of Leslie Vernon is a great one. The Behind the Mask. Yeah, any I would say any sort of horror comedy is going to be a little bit safer, minus, like you said, the potential nudity aspect of it, though. I think that's a pretty solid list, all things considered. And maybe so. you'll get the wife into it, and she'll be like, oh, okay, it's not so bad. There are a lot of options. Because despite all the comments you see when some movie comes out as being like, and so-and-so will be PG-13, there's still plenty of good PG-13 horror movies out there. They just don't get enough credit. Speaking of not getting enough credit, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hello. And you know her from YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do our quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, Zeno, what's been filling your heart on this behind-the-curtain abbreviated week? <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's been a lot of joy because, remember, oh, previously it wasn't. Like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> But uh, no, I needed uh, a comfort watch, so I checked out the made-for-TV movie, Sometimes They Come Back, from 1991 on Apple TV. A man and his family returned to his hometown, where he's harassed by teenagers who died when he was a kid. So this one is based off of a short story by Stephen King, and it's always been a favorite of mine, but it's been a a while since I watched it. It's just one of those feel-good movies. It's super—obviously, it's a horror, but there's just so much sadness that's in it, you know? Um, but uh, it also stars uh, Tim Matheson. Matheson? Mm-hmm. Sorry, but he's such a great actor. I love watching mm-hmm. him on screen. He's just like the best. And you definitely feel for him. So basically, he's a high school teacher. He moves back to his hometown. He doesn't want to, but he needs a job. 
And, you know, things are going okay, even though he's he's haunted by pretty much his past. He witnesses his brother die by these teenagers. You know, they were innocently going to the library and it was horrible. And then those teenagers, it's not a spoiler, it's in the synopsis, you know, they were killed by an oncoming train and stuff. And then they just come back one by one. It's it in has the title, like a, right? Literally, sometimes they come back and this is one of those times, you know? <laughs> But yeah, I feel like you, well, you guys know I, I really love made-for-TV movies, but I feel yeah. like this is another perfect example of a made-for-TV movie. The storyline is on point. It was filmed just awesomely. And on top of that, it, it's just, it's just, it just represents it great. Like, I love it. Um, most likely, I'm probably going to rewatch the sequel. I remember watching that as a kid. I don't really remember how I felt about it. Because I know there's like three, but I'm going to watch the second one, like maybe tonight or so. That's that's the one with like Hillary Swank, right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's the one I visually remember more than the original. Yeah. And it's I don't like know why. The, it's like that that one with her is more I remember it's more it has more of a comedic tone, you know? So but this one there's no. serious, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, more serious tone. So yeah, I checked that out. And then um I watched the psychological thriller, but it does have horror elements. Greta from 2018 on Apple TV. A young woman befriends a lonely widow who is harboring a dark and deadly agenda towards her. Um, yeah, guys. Whoa. I really, I feel like I missed out on this one when it was released <laughs> in theaters. For some reason, I didn't check it out in theaters. I don't know why. I think I wanted to, but you know life. But basically, there is this 20-something-year-old woman named Frances. She finds a handbag on the New York subway. And then she returns it to the owner. And it's this French woman named Greta. And she loves tea. She loves playing the piano and classical music. You know, she seems like a really nice lady. And they start up a friendship that seems harmless at first. <laughs> and um, after a while, Greta's behavior, it, it becomes erratic, obsessive. And, you know, Francis, she decides she wants to end this friendship. Um, but yeah, Greta does not want to. And Greta lashes out. <laughs> so um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really relate to Francis at all. She's a nice girl. I'm not saying I'm not a nice girl. But come on, you, you heard this rule. All right, I'm from New York, obviously, and they say only if you're on the subway, you do not, if you see a bag and no one's around it, you don't go near it. You call the police, you call security, whatever. And it's the same thing at the airport, okay? And on top of that, first off, how do you forget such a beauty? Like, the bag is beautiful. That is a gorgeous handbag. There's no way. How do you forget that that handbag, <laughs> you know? And, um, but yeah, Frances, she tried to be nice. And she just wanted to do kind of like a good deed. And it like freaking backfired, exploded in her face. And um, yeah, after I, I, I want to give spoilers, but but I won't. But yeah, point is, it's a really great movie. It reminds me of Single White Female. They could have called this movie Single White Mommy if they wanted to. I still <laughs> watched it, you know. But yeah, it's, it's a good time. It does, like I said, it, it is a thriller. But there are some horror elements that's in there that's in this movie so i really enjoyed it it surprised me this was the one i was going to talk about last week a couple days ago so yeah okay and that's that that's it for me (laughs) uh i i watched the first few episodes of moon Knight, which hits disney plus it premieres on march 30th so friday um, this one is uh, stars Oscar Isaac. He's a former U.S. Marine struggling with disassociative identity disorder. And uh, he's kind of the avatar of this Egyptian moon god. Um, but then the powers and his disassociative 
uh, disorder causes a whole lot of chaos in his life. Um, that's pretty much really all you need to know going into it. It is um, a Marvel show, but it is probably... I've noticed a trend lately where it's like, all right, the, the two top guaranteed bets for, for box office or really anything is like superhero fare, obviously, and horror. And so superhero fare is starting to embrace the horror a lot more. And so this probably is... It kind of reminds me of The Mummy a little bit in just it's got this like adventure style. It does have some horror elements to it, especially with Oscar Isaac's character. Like there are personalities that have no idea what's happening. So it's a little bit frenzied and scary for him. Um, the talent behind it is very high horror caliber. I mean, this is created by Jeremy Slater, who did the Exorcist TV show. Uh, Justin and Benson and Aaron Moorhead direct episodes. So, yeah, it is a genre-bending show. I mean, at its core, it is still superhero, but it does go a lot darker, and it does have a formula that feels atypical of Marvel. So if you like the people behind it, which you should, and you want something a little bit different from your Marvel flair, like, it's worth checking out because it is very different. So, yeah, I dug that. Um, And then I... I was like Xena, where I was striking out big time with a lot of stuff. So I ended up falling back on, you know, something I've seen many times before, especially because I just got the vinegar syndrome. Well, they put it out, but I think it's a Gunpowder and Sky Blu-ray that I bought on vinegar syndrome. Anyways, it is uh, 2017's Tragedy Girls. You can also watch it on like Tubi, Prime Video, I think maybe Hulu. Like it's on a bunch of different streaming platforms. Um, But if you don't know, it is two death-obsessed teenage girls who uh, really want some internet fame. They uh, use their online show about real-life tragedies to to send their small Midwestern town into a frenzy and cement their legacy as modern horror legends. They want to be a slasher. Like, they want to be... This is like the teen influencer culture version of Leslie Vernon, where they are aspiring Mm -hmm. little killers. Um, It's very pitch-black comedy. I like it. I like it a lot. I think that they are the type of protagonists where it's like you you like them, but you don't want to root for them. But then it's just (laughs) everything that happens is just so funny. Uh, And I really like there is a serial killer in this. And and you know that right away that like Kevin Durand is this serial killer and they want to learn from him. But he is a serial killer who does not want to. You know, he doesn't want to be friends. So it just makes for these crazy situations. The deaths are super spectacular. The teens are likable despite their acts. Um, yeah, and it's the same director. It's Tyler McIntyre who did Patchwork. So he he does comedy very well. Oh, okay. I was I was curious if it involved anyone who did, like, The Babysitter. Because it felt like a very similar vibe just being very comedic and very yeah. much horror at the exact same time yeah but yeah patchwork totally makes sense i love patchwork uh, it's good it's good so yeah that's what i watched and i because uh we had a short week i literally watched two things so i'm going to talk about these two things fortunately they weren't total duds for me <laughs> the first one was a patreon request from max or 2018's the fear footage which i got on vod vod In this anthology, on April 19th, 2016, Deputy Leo Cole vanished. The next morning, his body camera was found. So this 
like I said, it was a request from a patron that I watch. It is found footage, ostensibly. And it is very VHS. If you've seen VHS and you watch this, you're like, oh, okay, it's VHS with a different wraparound story, basically. And the concept is exactly what I said. It's a, a cop shows up for a call and the house is a little bit messed up and videotapes start playing like while he's in the house and then the wraparound story kind of happens like other things happen within the house this was a good not great for me i definitely liked vhs a little bit more but because i think that the creator of this did so much by himself it, it definitely felt lower budget and i think because vhs was able to lean on so much talent from across horror with the different directors, different writers, etc. It felt a little bit, I want to say a little bit tighter and more varied in the creativity across the the features within or the segments within it. Fear footage was still good though. It, it was for what it was, I definitely give the creator credit. I think there's been three of these now too. I was looking and I almost rented, I think, Fear Footage 3. And fortunately, I asked Megan, am I watching the right one? <laughs> She's like, yeah, get that one. So I got this one. It was good. The vignettes were good. Uh, th they were solid. Uh, leans a little bit heavier on jump scares than I think it needs to because there is some decent atmosphere within the house itself that they could have played with a little bit more. Plays with scary clowns, plays with cults, uh, plays with just a straight-up haunted house concept. Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, I'm not... I, I wouldn't put it like on my top list, but it's head and shoulders above some other ones that I've seen. Like there's no wholly unlikable characters for me <laughs> in this movie. So it automatically gets a pass for me in the found footage genre. So thanks for the recommend, Max, because I don't know that I necessarily would have noticed it otherwise. And then I randomly scrolled, scrolled across this one on Tubi, and it looked interesting, so I gave it a shot. It was 2016's Fear, Inc. A horror junkie and his friends sign up with a company that brings their customers' greatest fears to life. This one's interesting. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit lower budget. It's very meta, and yet not in its own way because it it refers to it's very self-aware is the wrong word it's self-aware of the horror genre mm -hmm. and sometimes you watch horror movies and it's like people don't know in their in that world don't know horror movies exist but they, they so know. The, yeah in this the it is a horror fan like he references saw he references like even within this concept he references the michael douglas movie the game it was like it's like the game where they pull you in and they mess with you and all this other stuff and it's very twisty. It twists, I think, two, well, like three or four times, oh, I think, wow. between like what you think's actually happening. It, it's entertaining. I, I, I kind of had a hard time rooting for the main guy because he's, uh, what's the way of putting it? <laughs> like, I think they did a really good job of making me kind of want to shake the main character <laughs> because I'm, and it's in a weird way because it's, because it's self kind of self-aware and that he's self-aware of this premise happening and that he thinks he's involved in what's basically an extreme haunt. Yeah. You kind of want to shake him 
Like, why are you acting so excited about this? Maybe it's real. <laughs> As opposed to him who's just thinking, no, it's a game. Like, I get it. People are messing with you. And then stuff starts to happen. And you're like, well, wait a second. So it's kind of twisty. It's not, it's not necessarily the tightest it possibly could be. But I did enjoy it. It, it. it kept messing with me a little bit. Is it set around Halloween or no? Yes, I think. Which is odd because they don't dig into it deeper. They kind of mention it in passing. And there's some decorations on the house. Yeah. I don't know that it specifically happens on Halloween but night. But like the season. But it's within the Halloween season for sure. Because that's kind of how it sets off. It kind of gets set up. They go to a haunted restaurant or bar or something like that. And the guy's not scared. And someone approaches him and hands him a business card. Like, you, you really want to be scared? Call this number. And then he calls that number. And chaos ensues. I'm just curious because that type of setup, if it's not Halloween... Would yeah. there be anybody but a horror fan? You know, like if this was April, yeah. would a, a person who's not into horror movies want to do an experience like this? I feel like Halloween sure. makes everybody like, yeah, we want to test the waters of fear. Yeah. And this than... guy, this guy's a loser. He's unemployed, very much living off of his rich girlfriend, oh. but also just kind of a just a dumbass is like oh like, like almost doesn't want to even admit that they're in a committed relationship despite the fact that he's clearly glomming off of her in the first place and way out kicked his coverage oh geez so you're kind of rooting against him at the same time that you're rooting for him uh it, it was interesting it was on tubi it was a free watch it, if you kind of like that meta twisty type horror it, it's worth a watch it's only like an hour and a half I think that this one is also based off of um, the director's short film. Oh, there was a short film? I didn't even mm -hmm. know that. See, I wish that, I kind of wish that that, maybe that is within the show notes and I just totally missed it. Like, I, I would like to see more, even within a trailer, if it was like based off the short film by whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's just me not necessarily thinking to go out and look for that information. But I also like seeing that, like lights out. Like when yeah. you see the original thing that spawned like lights out, like how great those just little snippets of horror can really be. Oh, see, now I'm curious. Now I'm going to have to go out and look to see what it was. Okay, before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? So I watch both movies. <laughs> I watch both <laughs> movies on Apple TV. Sometimes they come back from 1991 and Greta from 2018. Uh, I caught early peak at Moon Knight, which hits Disney Plus on March 30th, and I watched a Blu-ray of Tragedy Girls, but you can find that on Tubi, Prime Video, probably other places. And I watched the Fear footage, which I rented on VO Day. VO Day! <laughs> Fear Inc. on Tubi. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan brings up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's been going on the last four days, Megan? Uh, yeah, last four days. Um, apparently some decent <laughs> stuff. Uh, start out with um, TV. So I, I don't know if you saw, but Archive 81 is uh canceled after season I know. one that blew my That's mind insane they were ranked top 10 i think they were up there at number one like people what? were discussing it it was a it was a heavily talked about show mm-hmm. i'm just guessing that the you know the speculation is it still wasn't enough viewership wise for the budget and that's my only guess because i honestly don't understand netflix as far as their they spend so much money, like yes. between like Bright and like these huge movies that They're cost tens, if not a hundred million. Yeah. So then you see something come out and you're like, well, how are they actually making this money back? And then like, oh, you're going to start charging me more to make sure people aren't using my password. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's um, a bummer though. I hope it gets yeah. picked up somewhere else or Netflix is cool enough to let it go so it can be picked up somewhere else. And that's a big if, though, you know. It's a yeah. huge if. That that that's, did look like a very polished, high-budget show. Yeah. So With a great cast. Yeah, that was a James yeah. Wan-produced series. Yeah. And, but it's honestly, that the show was self-contained enough to where at least mm. it's like, I don't feel like I'm missing out story-wise if that's the end of it. But still, a bummer. Um, I was curious if it was only going to be one season anyway, because they called it a limited series. Right. So maybe that's just what it was. And Netflix is like, listen, we're only going to say a season. We're not going to call this a running series and we'll just see if the financials pay off. And I'm guessing it just there wasn't a big enough conversion rate of people joining Netflix to see it. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. But also on Netflix, um, So Jenna Ortega is playing Wednesday Adams in Tim Burton's upcoming live action Netflix series Wednesday. And the cast, it was announced, uh, Christina Ricci is joining as series regular. Uh, she played Wednesday Adams in the live action Adams Family movies in the 90s. Um, but her role in the upcoming Netflix series is being kept under wraps, so we don't have a clue what who she's playing. They want to protect that surprise, but she plays a new character, and she's not going to be playing Wednesday Adams in any shape or form. She has quietly been working on Wednesday for months, filming on the MGM-produced series, and it's slated to wrap in Romania at the end of the month. Uh, she previously worked with Tim Burton on 1999 Sleepy Hollow. Um, alongside Jenna Ortega's Wednesday Adams, Louise, Guz- Louise Guzman is Gomez, and Catherine Zeta-Jones is Morticia. So yeah, it's described as a sleuthing, supernaturally infused mystery charting Wednesday Adams' years as a student of Nevermore Academy. She's going to uh, follow Wednesday's attempts to master her emerging psychic ability, thwart monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town, and solve the supernatural mystery that has embroiled her 
parents 25 years ago, all while nav navigating her new and very tangled relationships. That's going to be teen horror drama. I don't know. <laughs> just, it's I was be... honestly hoping that she was going to play Morticia. Yeah, it seemed like, I guess maybe that's too easy. Mm. Well, there was some meme going around where it was um, uh, Remy Malek and Christina Ricci. Like, if these aren't the next Morticia and 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 Gomez, like, and the side by side, whoever did the Photoshop or whatever, like, holy crap, that'd be amazing. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I like Luis Guzman and Catherine Data Jones. It's just kind of like, ah, oh, it's not quite that fan service you want. Yeah, I almost wonder if she'll be a villain. It's like if they're keeping it under wraps, is she a villain? Yeah. Who knows? Or is she grandma and she's going to be under like a ton of makeup? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, and then this week, A24 has been on a roll. I guess they've been on a roll the past couple of weeks, technically. Um, but this week they dropped the trailer for the brand new movie from Ex Machina and Annihilation director Alex Garland. Uh, and the MPA, they slapped an R rating on it for disturbing and violent content, graphic nudity, grisly images, and language. This is Men. Uh, it will be released in theaters on May 20th. It stars Oscar nominee Jesse Buckley, Roy Kinnear, and Papa Esidiu. I cannot pronounce. I apologize. Esidiu? I don't know. Esidiu. I'm going to just keep this the rest of the episode. I'm not going to be able to do any better than that. So if you want to keep going. Various attempts at pronouncing this. Uh, they'll star alongside Buckley. The official synopsis reads, In the aftermath of a personal tragedy, Harper retreats alone to the beautiful English countryside, hoping to have found a place to heal. But someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. What begins as simmering dread becomes a fully formed nightmare, inhabiting her darkest, inhabited by her darkest memories and fears, and visionary filmmaker Alex Garland's shape-shifting new horror film. Did you have a chance to catch the, the trailer? By any chance yes i have i did it looks awesome it does uh, how, i was sold by the poster yeah right uh how many characters is rory kinnear going to be playing in this <laughs> all movie? of the characters 90 percent of the characters yeah i was like holy heck what does this remind me of this reminds me of something and it reminds me of that like apex twin video that was terrifying as hell i think in the 90s or early 2000s come to daddy where it's just apex <laughs> twins face over every single character oh. including children it's creepy um and what's i was gonna say, sorry i was just gonna say real, go real quick like sometimes when it comes to a24 movies it's a miss for me but mm -hmm. i don't know they've been really great as of lately for me so. yeah and I like Alex Garland too. Like I love Annihilation, um, and I'm super curious about how it's just, there's very heavy biblical imagery yes. throughout this trailer, and even the images released before. So how are we? I don't know. I'm I have no idea what's happening, which just intrigues me all the more. Um, and as intriguing as men is. Uh, move out of the way, men, and just put necrocosm right into my veins, stat right now. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just give it. Um, what is Necrocosm? It's the next film by Mandy director Panos Cosmatos. It is described as a sci-fi fantasy horror movie, which is being written by uh, Megan Hong, who I guess developed the story with Cosmatos. The film is being jointly produced by A24 and Nate Bolton of XYZ Films. Uh, plot details are pretty minimal thus far, but it is uh, sounding wild already. Deep within a strange galaxy, two lovers are torn apart as they try to survive a malevolent invasion in this phantasmagorical fantasy nightmare. 
XYZ Films and Panos Cosmatos. They previously collaborated on the sales slash distribution of his debut, Beyond the Black Rainbow, uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow in 2010. And then they reunited on the production and worldwide sales of Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage. So, I mean, he does phantasmagorical really well. So the name, the plot, all of it, I need it. I'm I'm so stoked. <laughs> all right, listeners, your turn. What character do you want Christina Ricci to play in the new Wednesday series? Grandma? Cousinette? Thing? Is A24 turning into the new source of awesome horror? Let's hear about it. You can call us or text at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes. Or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? So we have some great movies coming our way uh, for the end of March, early April. Yay, April. So uh, first up, we have on Tuesday, the 29th, we have on the third day, a woman and her son, they're in a car accident. On the third day, she begins to wander off by herself trying to search for her son. Where'd he go? She doesn't know. So she's on a quest (laughs) to find her son. She doesn't know. (laughs) Then also on Tuesday, we have the yellow wallpaper. It'll be available on VO Day. So basically, this one is based on the classic short story by Charlotte Perkins Gilman. And according to IMDb, the synopsis just reads, the horror of a woman suffering from hysteria. The mystery, right? (laughs) And then on Thursday, uh, the 31st, we have Night's End. It'll be coming on Shudder. This one is directed by Jennifer Reeder. She also directed Knives and Skin. Also, um, the segment on VHS 94, Holy Hell. Woohoo! So yeah, Mm. check that out. Morbius. Is it finally coming to theaters, guys? Are you wondering? It is. It might. <laughs> April Fool's, maybe? It, it I might. don't know. <laughs> it might. I was going to say that because I thought it was kind of weird. Like, on the 1st, on April Fool's Day? Like, okay, we'll see. Who knows? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> then we also have You Won't Be Alone. It'll be available in theaters as well. So this one uh, takes place in the isolated mountains in a village in the 19th century. A young girl is kidnapped and transformed into a witch by an ancient spirit. There's witches. I will be there. And finally, on Friday, we have the horror comedy, Let the Wrong One In. On VOD, this one follows a supermarket worker named Matt, who's a little bit too nice for his own good. He then discovers that his brother is turned into a vampire, and then he's faced with a dilemma. Should he help his brother, or should he stop them? And if you're a big fan of the Buffy the Vampire series, you'll be excited to know that Anthony Head is in this. Um, He played Giles. Yay! So it's cool to see him. And then just in case if you guys missed this, yay. (laughs) And then just in case if you guys missed this, X uh, is still in theaters. So if you want to check it out, you can check it out. And then I just have one brief, you know, recommendation because I just love giving you guys recommendations. It makes me feel like a magical woman. So I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to recommend um, this horror comedy sci-fi called The Seed on Shudder. This one starts off as a weekend away with these, you know, women in the desert. And then it just becomes a tale of horror, death, and alien invasion. It's very psychedelic. Uh, There's a squealing alien and there's black goo. There you go. Did you say seed or siege? The Seed. seed. Siege, though, oh. on Shudder is hot fire. See, that's what I was confused. I was like, that doesn't sound like the Siege. <laughs> <gasps> Bloody disgusting TV, as well as Screen Box. And wow. I would be remiss if I didn't say the Masters of Horror is also available on Screenbox. I just didn't mention it last episode because I was having issues with the app and I didn't want to steer anyone wrong while it was updating. So, Screenbox. Screenbox. And Screenbox. 
And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on our own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel in the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And for even more content and rewards, like the deep dive on X that we're about to do, check us out on Patreon.com slash BeDisgustingPod. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.